Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global to equip you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. Guys, give me a year of your life and apply the words I'm teaching and watch the transformation. Amen. You've got three different opportunities. I'm preaching three different messages on Sundays, 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m., and 4 p.m. Those first two services, we have prophetic worship, relevant messages. We're in the anointing series, a.m., the voice of God series, p.m., and deliverance from Jezebel at 4 p.m. Watch us online at ahop.online, the first service only, Ahop. Dot online. Become a, an official web church member. Tap into the virtual healing rooms and prophecy rooms, life group, pastoral care. It's all virtual, but it is powerful. The second and third service are School of the Spirit at AHOP. Schoolofthespirit.tv. That's where you'll find all the classes, prophetic training, spiritual warfare training, seer training. How many seers do I have out there? It's all there for you. Schoolofthespirit.tv. Come on in, guys, and get settled wherever you are. Focus on the Holy Spirit because he has a word for you today. And today's devotion is coming actually from my first devotional, Mornings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still, small voice of God. And today's devotion is titled, listen, Walk in God's Timing. You could stop right there. Like I always say, you could stop right there and preach a whole sermon. Walk in God's timing. Listen to everything. There's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And God knows the perfect time. I feel in my spirit, even before we start, that there's many of you that you are going to enter soon into a Kairos moment. There are some of you that have been seeing all hell break loose. Some of you that have been seeing things coming to a head in your family, things coming to a head in your workplace, things coming to a head in your heart, things coming to a head bubbling up, things changing, things shifting. You don't know which way to look. Warfare rising. That is a sign that the Kairos is coming. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's walk in the timing of God. Let me read this to you before I pop off. Here's what I heard the Holy Spirit say. Waiting on the Lord is almost a lost art in this generation of instant gratification. The culture has deceived many people into chasing the bright, shiny object that captures their attention at any cost. But the Holy Spirit says, as for you, wait on me. Wait until I show you how to move and whom to bring along. Set yourself apart as one who walks in father's timing, not lagging behind, but not rushing ahead. You'll find greater peace, greater anointing, and greater success if you wait on us to show you the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Come on. Are you catching the message? We must walk in God's timing. We cause ourselves so many problems because we want to walk in our way, our timing, our wisdom, our intelligence. But God is saying, if you'll wait on me, there's something better. It's like waiting for the Christmas presents. You know, I, when I was a kid, I wanted to go sneak and take the, the, open the tape and look inside the box and try to see what it was. My parents had got me for Christmas and they'd always trick me. It was always something better than I thought. They'd put something spectacular in a shoe 
shoebox, and I would have no idea it was. That's how God works. We're trying to get a sneak peek, and sometimes he doesn't show us everything that's to come. He shows us things to come, but he doesn't show us everything to come. He leaves some surprises along the way, but if we want his best will for our lives, we need to walk in his timing, not our timing, in his shadow, not in our way. Come on. Scripture references for today's devotion are in the book. Pick up your copy wherever books are sold. Now, the prayer starter from the devotional, I don't want to be impatient. Help me to manifest the fruit of patience in my life so that I will be an example to others who are watching as I wait for Father's promises and walk through fiery trials. I commit to waiting on you in every season. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Father, we give you praise this morning because you are the right on time God. You're not just the good, good father. Your timing is impeccable. Your timing is perfect. Your timing is worth waiting for. You are perfection personified. You never make a mistake. You lead us and guide us into all truth, the truth that we need to know in the moment. You remind us of the things you've said to us in the past when we need to know what to do. You are so faithful to tell us, to show us, to be with us, to provide us the comfort and the peace that come from your spirit. It's a supernatural peace, a supernatural comfort, a supernatural wisdom, a supernatural knowing, a supernatural, supernatural, supernatural God that we serve. We're so grateful. We are so grateful. I sense in my spirit a Kairos moment coming for so many listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that there's an opportune time for our breakthrough. There's an opportune time for our promotion. There's an opportune time for our healing, for our deliverance from that addiction, for the prodigal to come home. There's a Kairos time. You have ordained it. You will not be late with it. We will not be slack in waiting for God. Help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. I see so many hearts that are weary, so many souls that are weary out there listening to me it, from the nations of the earth. I see weariness, Lord. I see those who have waited on promises for years and years and years and nothing seems to be changing. I see those who have gone through so much drama and so much trauma, betrayal, upset, sickness, disease, death and despair, grief. And oh my goodness, I see a people out there who belong to you, a people that that you want to heal, a people that you want to deliver, a people that you want to anoint and send forth with healing power. I see a people out there who have been waiting on you. I see a desperate people. Father, would you help me to pray for your people this morning? Help me to bring words of life to their souls. Help me to inject hope in their hearts. Help me, Lord, to break the chains that hold them in bondage to a past that no longer exists anywhere except in their mind. God, give me a grace to pray because because right now is a pivotal moment for their lives. Right now is a is a is a is a faith is now moment in their in their in their careers for their destinies. It's time you're trying to shift them into something higher. You're trying to bring them into a greater measure of faith so that you can pour out something in their lives that has been held back by the enemy. They've been wearied. They've been broken. They've been teary-eyed. God, I'm asking you to help me pray. Put your words in my mouth. Help me, Lord, to stand 
stand steady in the gap for these ones this morning who are at their wit's end. They're on the brink of giving up. They've fallen down more times than they can count, and they don't feel like getting back up again. God, help me to pray for your people today. Jesus, Jesus, you are our Savior. We bow to you and you alone. We put our faith in your generous spirit. You saved us. You gave us your Holy Spirit. There's nothing you won't do for us. So we put our hope in you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I come against that hopelessness, the voice of hopelessness, the spirit of hopelessness that is speaking to your people, trying to wear them down, trying to wear them out. You told us in your word that the enemy would come to wear us out. You told us in your word not to grow weary in well-doing because in due season, in the Kairos moment, if we don't faint, we're going to reap. So we say in the name of Jesus, we will stand on the living word of God. The word of God is alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides between the soul and spirit, the joints and the marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So let your word do its work in us, God. Let your word bring hope back alive in us, God. Let your word cause faith to rise up, cause faith-filled words to come out of our mouth. We thank you, Lord, for faith is the substance of things hoped for. You are the God of hope, and we will yet hope in you. There is a Kairos time. There is a due season. There is a high time, a set time. There is a time when the drama of this season comes to an end and there's a comedy coming. There's new laughter coming. There is a new song to be sung. There's a new freedom to be had. God, we put our hope on you this morning. We put our hope on you this morning. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God, we can't see it. We don't know what's coming next. We know that you're good. We've seen blindside after blindside, but we know that you're good. We've seen trauma after trauma, but we know that you're good. We see the enemy come in like a flood over and over and over, but we know that you're good. And we know that if you're good, then you will work all things together for our good because we we do love you, God. You have called us. We want to fulfill our purpose. We want to fulfill our destiny. You are a good, good father. You, There's no one like you, no one better, no one greater, no one more powerful, mightier. You are that God. You will take what the enemy meant for harm and work it for our good because you are good. So, Father, let faith come alive in our hearts. Let hope infuse our faith. Let it rise. Let it rise. Let it rise. Let it rise. We are going to walk toward that Kairos moment. We are going to put on our breakthrough boots. We're going to put on our breakthrough boots and we are going to march right toward that Kairos moment, right toward that opportune time, right toward the moment of our breakthrough. We are not going to grow weary. We are growing stronger as we give glory to God. Our faith is rising just like Abraham. He grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
Jesus, Abraham, he grew fit. He didn't have the Bible to read. He didn't have the Torah. He didn't have the epistles. He didn't have the gospels. Moses hadn't written them by the Holy Spirit yet. Abraham only had every word that came out of the mouth of God. He didn't have anything to read. He didn't have anything to meditate on. So he could not just simply renew his mind with a boatload of scripture. Abraham grew, grew stronger in faith, giving glory to God. As he praised God, his faith grew. As he worshiped God, his hope rose up. He believed in the word of the Lord. All he had was a few words. He had a promise. He had a covenant. He had, oh, I will make your name great. So shall your descendants be. You will have a child. He will, I will make, bring of you mighty nation is Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that for Abraham, you called him the father of our faith. He modeled the way. If we we can't speak a scripture, we can release a praise. If we can't release a decree, we can release our worship. If we can't release a prophecy over our lives, we can stand and thank you. God, help us. We want to grow strong in faith as we give glory to you. So we give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. All glory belongs to you. Nobody else deserves to touch your glory. No flesh shall glory. So we get out of our flesh and into your heart. We get out of our heads and into your heart. No flesh shall glory in your presence. We've tried it our way. We can't make it happen, God. We've tried it our way. We can't break through on our own, God. We are weak, but when we are weak, you are strong. So we will therefore glory in our weakness. Paul, the apostle said, I will glory in my weakness. That was how he was extending his faith. Would you hear me? He said, I'll glory in my weakness. Abraham gave glory to God. It built his faith. Paul gave glory to God. It built his faith. He knew he was weak. He knew he couldn't do it in his own strength. Abraham knew he couldn't bear a child on his own. It had to be a miracle. We need to learn this concept of giving glory to God when the enemy's darkness is seemingly clouding our lives. We need to get into the practice of giving, bringing him glory. Keep bringing him glory. Keep bringing him glory. We need to get into the habit of glorifying God with our lives, even when we're going through hell, keeping our mouth right, making sure we're looking presentable, not going around mumbling, grumbling, complaining, moaning, groaning, Oh, woe is me. That's not giving glory to God. That's giving glory to the devil. Oh, we get attacked by the enemy and we give glory to the devil. We want to tell everybody, oh, I just, uh, I just, oh, I'm just, oh, poor, poor me, poor me. The devil's attacking me. Poor me. That doesn't give glory to God. That gives glory to the devil. We must continue to give glory to God, even in our weakness. We must continue to give glory to God, even in our infirmity, even in our, even in our, our work first moments in our trauma, in our grief, in our pain. Help us, Lord, to always give you the glory. Help us, Lord, to always give us the glory. Help us, Lord, to always give you the glory, the glory with our mouths, the glory with our minds, the glory with our, with our, with our actions, with our deeds. Let everything we do be done as unto you. Therefore, there's no room to complain we can pour our heart out to you, but we don't need to pour our heart out to every Sam, Joe, and Jane on the bus stop in the workplace. It's not giving glory to you. So thank you, Lord, that you teach us how to give you glory, that you show us 
how to glorify your name day by day, moment by moment. We don't want to give your glory to the, not to another. We certainly don't want to give glory to the enemy. We want to stop exalting him in our lives. Stop exalting ourselves in our lives. Poor me. Woe is me. Oh, the devil's so powerful. Ah, nonsense. The enemy does have power. God's given us authority over all the power of the enemy. Jesus said, behold, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. But we get all upset and twisted and jacked up. And then we wonder why we have no authority. It's because we are not glorifying God with our mouth. We are not glorifying God with our praise, with our thanksgiving. We're grumbling, moaning, complaining. And the enemy says, oh, you're agreeing with me. You're agreeing with my power. You're agreeing with what I'm doing in your life. You're agreeing with that. Jesus, help us. Help us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us today that Abraham grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Thank you for reminding us today of this key in Scripture that Paul gloried in his weakness because he knew that when he was weak, you were strong and that your strength was perfected in his weakness. So, Father, thank you. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We glorify your name. Yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. And I, I, I'm sorry, Lord, that Eric can't give you glory because he wants to distract this whole broadcast with personal prayer requests. When we're so far going somewhere together, Father, I repent on his behalf in Jesus name. Let's get this shared, guys. We're going to tra- we're going to transition into our next segment since that just got quenched. It's very important that we stay on one accord, guys. This is not a time for personal prayer requests, distracting those who are trying to get their own breakthrough. We go together toward the same goal. That's how we drive here. That's how we work. We follow the Holy Spirit's leadership. We stay on one accord. You can't give glory to God while you're asking somebody to 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 pray for you and distract them from the mission at the same time. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for reestablishing unity on this broadcast because you're not done yet. You're not done yet. There's something more you want to do. So help us stay on one accord. Help us stay on one accord. Help us stay on one accord. Help us stay on one accord in Jesus' name. Shout it out. Share this quickly, guys. Share it on your timeline. Share it via Twitter. Share it via on Facebook. Ping somebody in the room. The Holy Spirit is easily grieved. Did you know that? I could pick up somebody was in, in discord and I looked up and I saw it. So we're going to reset here. Father, we, we repent for not being in line with what your spirit wants to do this morning. And we ask you, Lord, to recalibrate our hearts so that we don't miss one more thing. In Jesus name. Amen. I saw something in scripture a few weeks ago and I've been waiting for the right time to share it. (laughs) I've been waiting for the right time to share it. And now is the right time. You ever heard that, uh, that idiom, you know, that was a real slap in the face. I've heard that, you know, that, well, that was a real slap in the face. If you're not from America, maybe you haven't heard it, but it's, it's a phrase and it is a, well, that was a real slap in the face. And, and, and it's like, well, that was a real slap in the face that she got promoted over me because, you know, I've been doing all the work. She doesn't do anything. 
it, it's like an insult. It's like a, it's like an offense. It doesn't mean that you're offended. See something, here's what the body of Christ needs to understand. People do offensive things all the time. Acknowledging that what they did was offensive is not the same as taking the offense. You understand if somebody, you know, in traffic screams, you know, nasty, you know, foul words at me because, you know, whatever, they don't think I'm driving fast enough. That's offensive, but it does not offend me. So we need to be very careful about, uh, this is a side note. This is a bunny trial. I don't know who this is for, but we need to be very careful about not assuming someone's offended because someone did something offensive to them and they're telling you about it. It's offensive. I've, I, I, people had do offensive things to me all the time, but I don't let it offend me because I don't let it get in my heart. Because when someone does something offensive to you, you you're quick to forgive. With the enemy, when he slaps you in the face, we're not forgiving the enemy. We don't forgive Satan. He's not forgivable, right? But the person that he worked through needs to be forgiven. The person that the enemy worked through to bring that slap in the face, that insult, that offense, they need to be forgiven. Okay, so you got to be quick to forgive when someone, quote unquote, slaps you in the face. They 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 criticize you in front of somebody else. It's a real slap in the face. Right. Um, you know, they 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 didn't return your text message and it was critical. And they and they said they'd always be there for you. That's offensive. But you have to forgive the person because they're busy. They've got issues. Sometimes it's the enemy. Sometimes it's life. Right. But look at the scripture in Psalm three, verse seven. Psalm three, verse seven. This is David crying out, arise, O Lord, rescue me, my God, slap all my enemies in the faith, in the face rather. I'm still on faith. Let me read that again. Arise, O Lord, rescue me, my God, slap all my enemies in the face. David was asking the Lord to slap his enemies in the face. Another translation says, strike all my enemies on the jaw. You know, I saw this slapping contest on TikTok the other day. It was the strangest thing. I didn't know there was slapping contests. And this man, they were huge men, huge men. They had to be 300 pounds. And they're measuring their slap. And the one man measured his slap and he, and he, and he, and he slapped him so hard it hit his ear and it like made his, his head ring. Like it was an illegal slap. Okay. Sometimes the enemy slaps you and it's an illegal slap. And so he, and so the referee said, well, that's a foul. You can't, you can't slap him there. You're only allowed to slap him by the face. You can't slap him upside the head. Sometimes the enemy slaps you upside the head and it's foul. Okay. But what happened? The guy gathered himself, the guy that was slapped, the guy that experienced the, the, un, the, uh, the, 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 the illegal slap, he gathered himself for a minute. He shook it off. He came back in. He slapped that joker so hard it knocked him out. That's a great picture of what the enemy, of what, what the enemy does to you, but what you're going to do to the enemy through God. In other words, the enemy slapped foul. Are you tracking with me? The enemy gives a foul slap. And then God empowers you just like God empowered the stone that came from the sling that went into Goliath's forehead and knocked him over. God empowers you to slap him back or God slaps him down for you. David said, slap all my enemies in the face. This is scripture. Well, that's irrelevant, irreverent, sister. No, it's not. David, David was a man after God's own heart, never lost a battle. And this is one of his strategies. He said, he said, he said, strike all my enemies on the jaw. 
and I saw the slapping contest and I said, look at that. The devil didn't fight fair. And this homeboy came up and bam, knocked that dude out. That's what we need to do. We don't need to take the insult. Oh, it's a slap in the face. I didn't get the promotion. Oh, it's a slap in the face. You know, uh, they didn't call me back. Oh, it's a stop taking it so personally. The devil doesn't fight fair. He works through people. And then sometimes, listen, let me tell you the other side. Sometimes our expectations of people are so high that we expect so much of them, they could never meet our expectations. And we're just easily offended. So if you're easily offended, you need to repent. But it's not wrong to respond to something offensive the enemy brings in your life. What are you going to do? Let him sit there and continue to curse you? No, you're going to slap him down in the spirit. You're going to slap him down with the word of God. You're going to slap him down with the weapons of your warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. You're going to slap down those strongholds with the word of God. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. No matter who did what to you, no matter who offended you or insulted you. You're going to slap it down or God will step in and do it for you. So father, in the name of Jesus, we repent for any way that we've been offended and we repent for any way that we've expected something from someone that they weren't able to give and got offended over that or got offended over something, something somebody said or got offended with you, God, because we did the work, but they got the promotion. We sowed the seed, but they got the breakthrough. Father, help us to stop being so easily offended. Help us, Lord, to begin to discern something that's offensive without being offended. Help us, Lord, to discern what is the offense so we can pray for the person that brought the offense. Because your word says a lot about those who bring offense. Actually, it says, woe. <laughs> woe to those who, which, who by which offense comes. <laughs> you ever think about that? Woe to those who by which offense comes. Really? God doesn't like people when they like when people do. God loves people. God does not like when people do offensive things. He doesn't like it. The Holy Spirit can be vexed as well. You can offend him, not because he's touchy. You can vex him. You can grieve him. Amen. So, Father, we, for, we ask you to forgive us for any way that we have grieved you because we responded the wrong way to an offense. But Father, now in Jesus' name, we're asking you to slap our enemies in the face. Slap these demon powers in the face. They're foul. They played foul. They sucker punched us. They didn't play by the rules of the kingdom. They snuck in unaware. They blindsided. Lord, slap them in the face in Jesus' name. Strike them in the jaw. Smite the enemy on the cheekbone in Jesus' name. Father, help us, Lord, to be of the same spirit as you, to move in the opposite spirit of our enemy, to be uh, to be a people who understand our authority, to understand what the word of God says and walk in it so that we can see the results because your word never fails. When we war with your word, we cannot fail because your word never fails. When we war with the word, we cannot fail because you, your word never fails. When we war with the word, I want to write this down. I don't have anything to write on. When we war with the word, we cannot fail because your word never fails. Amen. Pray in the spirit with me. I just got to write that down. I wish I had somebody to start writing down some of these things I say by the Holy Spirit because they're powerful. It would be really helpful. Amen. Did you get it today? 
Did you get it today? Slap the enemy in the face. Not the, not your cousin, not your spouse, not your kids, not your coworker. Slap the enemy in the face. How do you slap them in the face with the word of God? Get the picture of that. See that. See that in the spirit. Get that picture. You're not slapping them with your hand like the dude on TikTok. You're slapping them. You're slapping them with the word of God. And, and you can't fail. The word never returns void. You just got to keep slapping him, slapping him. When you slap him with the word of God, it's like God slapping him because it's his word that you're using. It's his, it's his word that you're enforcing. That is good. Got to slap him down. I wish I'd saved that TikTok video. It was so funny. I don't even know how it came up on my timeline. I'm like, look at this slapping contest. Never heard of such thing. Bam. Ooh, foul. Bam. Dude on his back. I mean, he got, he got, he got, but see, you, you fight legally. You fight legally. The enemy fights foul, but you fight legally. You got to learn how to fight, guys. You also got to learn how to keep keep giving glory to God in the battle. Don't complain. Just take your position. Just, just take your authority. Just use the word of God. Guys, some of you need to go get equipped at my School of Spiritual Warfare over there at schoolofthespirit.tv slash warfare school. Or take the tactical warfare course. That's really good as well. Schoolofthespirit.tv slash warfare school. Of the spirit.tv or invest in yourself. I wonder how much the enemy has stolen from you, how much time, how much money, how much peace. You need to invest in yourself and get equipped so that the next time he tries to slither into your house or into your soul, you're like, uh uh-uh, uh, I, 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 I'm not ignorant of your devices. I see you in my garden and I'm not going to take your lie. <clears throat> I'm going to evict you. In Jesus' name. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Guys, we're going to come into our fellowship time here. Wind wind this down. Share this with somebody. Guys, I want to remind you that, you know, when you sow into this prayer ministry, you're, you're partaking of that anointing. I believe you're tapping into several anointings that are on my life when you sow into this ministry. You're sowing it, you're, you're tapping into a prophetic anointing, a, a prayer anointing, a warfare anointing, a deliverance anointing, a scribe anointing a media anointing, a teaching anointing, an apostolic anointing to build your life. When you sow into someone's ministry that carries something that you need, it's one way that you activate that level in your life. You're not buying it. You're honoring it with a seed. I wonder if you'd help us today to begin to uh, do more in the nations, helping uh, feed children. You know, we did do the $15,000 to the Ukraine. Some of you donated into that. Some of you sowed and we raised 5,000 from you guys. Then we double matched it and sent an extra 10,000. We want to do more of that. We need a stronger missions uh, fund. And would you help us with that? Or would you sow into the general fund today? If this is helping you do that. Do that. You can sow at jenniferleclair.org slash missions if you want to go right into that missions fund, jenniferleclair.org slash missions. You can sow uh, in many different ways. I'm going to spend 30 seconds telling you how you can sow, and then we're going to move on. So, yeah, jenniferleclair.org missions. You can use the uh, Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign prophetic books. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at jenniferleclair. You can use the Text to give, text the word 754-701-2161. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. You can use the PayPal. PayPal is paypal.me slash 
Jennifer LeClaire, you know, in times like this in the earth, the reality is we have to store up treasures in heaven instead of in the earth where moth eats and the rust destroys. We have to be people who understand uh, the times and seasons and what to do to appropriate our seed for a harvest when we need it most. That's what I'm trying to teach my church. Amen. You can send a check and send a money order Jennifer, uh, to a P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. Father, thank you this morning for this offering that helps us continue to execute your vision for this ministry in the nations. So many initiatives you've given us to bless your people. Help us, Lord, so we can provide uh, more support in the nations, uh, more free material for those who uh, can't uh, afford to sow into the courses and classes. Help us, Lord, today as we sow the seed and bless it back to the people. Multiply it back to the people who are sowing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God is good. Remember the Tongues of Fire book that's coming out just shortly, just a few days from now. You can pre-order it on Amazon or you can uh, uh, get it on um, Barnes & Noble or wherever you buy books right now. Let's see, we've got a couple weeks till it launches. I guess three weeks. It's number 59. So that means people are already stocking up on this book. It will transform you. This will inspire you, I'm telling you, to pray in tongues. Many of you, you go through seasons where you pray in tongues a lot. Not uh, About three, four weeks ago, I kicked up into a season where I started praying in tongues for two, three, four hours a day. And bam, I mean, the anointing, woof, more prophetic. Uh, you know, it's the Holy Spirit that's working through us and in us. And when we pray in the Spirit, we're edifying ourselves, but we're doing so much more. Tongues of Fire by Jennifer LeClaire. Check that out. 101 Supernatural Benefits of Praying in the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, check out that Tongues of Fire book, guys. Check out the uh, uh, Escaping the in the great in times deception course over there at school of the spirit.tv slash deception of the spirit.tv slash deception. There's a lot for you to get involved in, get involved in what blesses you. I'm going to run. I love you guys. And I will see you on the other side. Have a breakthrough day.